welcome to the Freshman Fitness Podcast, a podcast designed specifically for beginners trying to navigate the difficulties of getting started with their fitness journey. My name is Emily and I'm a certified personal trainer and gym rat dedicated to providing you with the tools necessary you need to start your fitness journey and to stick with it. This podcast is all about sharing no BS tips, real reviews, and personal stories to help you build the confidence you need to achieve your fitness goals. Let's get into it. This podcast is sponsored by First Health Apparel, a Canadian-based athleisure brand known for its buttery soft fabrics and commitment to giving back to the community. 5% of their net proceeds get donated to a charity of your choice. You can visit firsthealthapparel.com and use code EMILYR for 30% off of your order. I personally recommend the Enhanced Leggings. That's my favorite product they have right now. They're very soft, very stretchy, so definitely downsize, but 110% worth the money. This week we have an episode on something that a lot of people, especially newbies, don't even realize is a thing and that's going to be overtraining. So we're going to go over the warning signs of overtraining and how to counteract it and deal with it overall. A common misconception many beginners in the gym have is that the more exercise, the better, you know, the faster they're going to hit their goals. And that is not true at all. In theory, obviously it makes sense that the more work you'd put in, the more results you should have, because with most things in life, like that's how it works, right? The more you put into your job, the more promotions you get, the more studying you put into school, the better grades you get. But with training specifically, there's one thing that's overseen with this theory, and that's that we make most of our progress when our bodies are at rest. So if we're constantly putting more stress on our bodies through exercise or diet, that can actually be counteracting all the work that we're doing in the gym. You can overwork yourself by doing too much exercise in general, but you can overwork yourself within your workouts as well. So we're going to go into the difference between both of those overall a little bit later, but let's go into what is overtraining. According to Google, as I always use, overtraining syndrome is a condition in which a person experiences fatigue, declining performance, or any type of burnout within their fitness journey. It can be kind of hard to diagnose overtraining because there's so many different things that can be assigned, but let's go over the top 10 things that I think are the most important. The first one is going to be a workout plateau or feeling weaker than normal. So if you've been struggling to see results for a minute now, the chances are you could be overworking yourself and that's the reason you stop seeing progress. Number two, if you're feeling extra sore, I think it's normal to feel soreness if you just switched up your exercises or you just started working out in general as your body adjusts. But if you're doing the same old routine you've been doing for a few weeks now and you're starting to feel sore with that, chances are you're probably overworking yourself. Number three is nagging injuries. If you keep re-injuring the same part of your body on the same exercise or similar exercises and you have good form, you've double checked it, it's likely that you're overworking it, it's weaker, it's in a vulnerable state and you probably injured it. So take some time off, recover, and then come back to it. Number four, I think this is a big problem for a lot of people and that's going to be lacking enthusiasm within your workouts. So if you're getting really bored during your workouts or you just don't have that drive or motivation to keep going to the gym like you used to, the chances are that you are probably overworking yourself within your time at the gym and that's draining you mentally and physically and that's why you're lacking that enthusiasm within your workouts. Number five, we have low energy throughout the day. So if you're feeling more tired than normal and nothing else has changed in your routine, like you didn't change your job or you didn't get more busy suddenly, anything like that, if you're just feeling extra tired, the chances are that you are overworking yourself in the gym. Similarly, if you have not changed anything else in your lifestyle, but you have a lower than normal sex drive, that is going to likely be a cause of overworking yourself in the gym because you're leaving no energy left in the tank for other activities. 
Number seven, no period in women. So if you've just randomly stopped getting your period and you normally regularly get it, there's a solid chance that you're overworking yourself in the gym and likely under eating as well. And the combination of those two things is leaving your body in sort of this survival mode where it's giving all of its energy to survival processes only and having a period is not a survival process, right? You don't have to reproduce. So that ability does get taken away. And it's really not healthy to not get your period. So if this is happening to you, you may want to either go see a doctor or just reassess yourself. Like, are you overworking yourself? Are you not? Could be a cause. This was something I did when I was first getting started in the gym. I was only eating like 1500 calories. I was doing like 20,000 steps a day. And I was just doing a lot. Like I wasn't even strength training really, but the combination of all that cardio and under eating, I actually lost mine. And I didn't realize this is what was happening because I wasn't educated at the time. So I just did what most people do, which is go on birth control to get it back. And that was not really the best solution. So I don't recommend doing that, um, but rather to assess your situation and then take proper steps to get it back. Okay, number eight is getting sick regularly. So if you notice a decline in your immune system, it could be from overworking your body. Too much stress on the body from overworking it through exercise or diet is known to cause weakness within your immune system, making it easier for you to catch a cold. So if you've been catching more colds than normal, you're probably overworking yourself or you're just really stressed out or a combination. Number nine, we have having trouble sleeping. So if you're doing too much activity throughout the day, you're doing too much exercises, that simulates the sympathetic nervous system, which can keep you awake at night. Like when you're laying in bed at night and your brain is just going a million miles per hour, that is probably what is happening. Last but not least, we have progress is reversing. So if you've noticed either a decrease in your strength or your goal was to lose weight, but now you're gaining weight or your goal was to gain muscle, but now you're losing muscle or losing weight and it's basically just reversed, you're probably overworking yourself and your body is begging for some rest. So those are my top 10 signs that you could be overtraining in the gym, overworking yourself in general. So now let's go over how to counteract overtraining. Well, there may be a lot of thinking that goes into figuring out if you're actually overtraining or not. Luckily, there's not that much to think about when it comes to how to fix overtraining. The first thing and the most important thing is taking rest, 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 rest. This is the most effective way, like literally take an entire week off from the gym, from lifting weights, from heavy cardio or really any cardio, like obviously light walking, like walking your dog or stuff like that is fine but take any high intensity or like medium intensity exercise away. You may be thinking like, isn't that gonna kill my gains? It's really not, it's a week, you're gonna be completely fine and your body will feel so much better when you get back to the gym. On the same note, we have sleep more. Try to get that seven to eight hours of sleep a night because that is when your body is making the most progress, when it's recovering and doing all of its processes. So make sure, if you can, to try to get enough sleep. As I mentioned before, chances are you've been under eating as well for your goal. So it's time to catch up on some calories, get all that protein in that you may have been missing while you were overtraining. So take that week to rest, take that week to eat, like literally, I want to see you eating, okay? I don't want you eating a few extra calories. Like, no, girl, eat your maintenance calories at least the entire week. And if you're not a girl, still eat those calories, okay? Next, we have making sure you're staying hydrated. Even if you're not exercising, this is very important. Like, you might be more inclined to drink water when you're tired and you're in the gym and all that, but 
when you're not exercising, you should still be hitting a certain water goal every single day. Usually it's about half of your body weight in pounds in ounces of water a day. So for example, if you're 150 pounds, that's 75 ounces of water each day. And that does not include exercise. So if you're exercising on top of that, you should be drinking extra water to make up for that. Lastly, we have get checked out. If you have a nagging injury, as I was saying before, go see a professional before returning to lifting weights. Don't keep re-injuring yourself. You will regret it in the long run when your knees or whatever it is don't work properly. Okay, so how do we prevent overtraining in the first place? Because if we can prevent it, we don't have to worry about any of this. So the best way to prevent overtraining is to plan ahead. Make sure you're not doing too much volume. You work out with good form work out close to failure and listen to your body regularly we'll be right back after this quick commercial break the lift box is a veteran-owned fitness subscription box that sends out awesome monthly boxes each box they send out has four to six supplement samples a drink a few healthy snacks a gear or accessory item and a shirt it's the perfect way to try out new fitness products and a cool treat to get once per month you can cancel at any time and if you're interested in trying it out use code emily to save twenty dollars on your first box I can't wait to receive my box this month because they'll actually be featured on their magazine cover for their Headlines Over Sidelines magazine. And we're back. If you write out your workouts beforehand, make sure you're not doing too many reps, too many sets, too many exercises per workout. Stick to your plan. Everything's made up for you, you know? It should be easy to stay on track and not overtrain. And a great way to do so is by following a structured program. So if you're not confident in your ability to make your own structured program, please find someone who can help you make one or just go to my app, the Freshman Fitness app and follow some of my structured programs within that. Got to put in that self promo, you know. We're obviously talking about overtraining in this episode, but how do you know how much is the right amount of training? Because every single person is different. Within your working sets, you should be using a weight that is leaving you within one to three reps of actual failure. So you should be training very close to failure at all times, but not quite to it because Training to complete failure is very taxing on your body and it requires a much longer rest or recovery period. You can train to complete failure on your last set of your last exercise for that muscle group if you like or just your last exercise of the workout overall. But as I was saying before, it's not recommended to train to failure all the time because that would be extra long recovery periods that you would need. Whether your goal is muscle gain or fat loss, generally you're going to want to train within the muscular hypertrophy or growth range, which is about three to five working sets. By working sets, I basically just mean the sets you've done with the heaviest weight you're able to lift for the given rep range you'll be doing that's going to bring you within one to three reps of actual failure. So for example, if you can lift 85 pounds on a barbell squat for eight reps, that's going to be your working set opposed to something like a warm-up set, say you're lifting 50 pounds to warm up, 60 pounds to warm up, 70 pounds to warm up, and you're working your way up to that top set, those are going to be warm-up sets opposed to working sets. Additional work done outside of these guidelines is generally considered to be overworking yourself or what we would call junk volume. And junk volume is basically the term we use for things that don't benefit you towards hitting your goal in the gym. And in fact, those things are generally counterproductive as well. Junk volume comes in the form of extra reps, extra sets, or even exercises. Junk sets can be defined as either extra sets that occur outside of your given range or sets that are not taking close to failure. So for example, you should be doing three to five working sets for muscular hypertrophy if that's your goal. But if you're doing six to seven working sets for a single exercise, that is outside 
of the given range and every set you're doing extra would be considered a junk set. Additionally, if you were doing 30 pounds on a barbell curl and you could really do 40 pounds for your eight rep range or whatever rep range you have, and you're not truly taking your muscles close to failure during your sets, that would also be considered a junk set. That's why it's so important to make sure you're lifting the right weight. Now, junk reps can be defined as using weight that's too heavy to keep proper form or using momentum overall. So for example, if you're trying to do a 50 pound easy bar bicep curl, but you need to swing back and forth to bring that weight up, those are considered cheat reps. You're making it easier for yourself to get those reps up. So those are truly not full, clean range of motion reps, and those are considered to be junk reps. Lastly, we have junk exercises, and these can just be defined as extra exercises or exercises overall that don't assist you towards your goal. So for example, if you have a goal of building your lats specifically, and you decide that you're gonna do lat pull downs to help you build your lats, but you don't feel that exercise in your lats, this is not gonna help you towards your goal of building your lats, right? You should be picking exercises that you can really feel that mind-muscle connection and that work best for your body because every single person is different and different exercises are gonna work better for certain people opposed to others. Now let's go over some additional guidelines to live by in terms of workout volume. So for your workouts, two to three exercises per large muscle group should be sufficient one to two exercises per small muscle group should be sufficient and then four to six exercises overall between both of those within one training session muscular hypertrophy which is most people's goal without really realizing it three to five sets per exercise and if you multiply that three to five sets times four to six exercises in one training session that leaves you with about 12 to 30 sets per workout session between all the muscle groups and as I was saying before, this is generally the range you're gonna train in if your goal is muscle gain or fat loss specifically. This means that you'll be working about 10 to 20 sets per muscle group per week, split up between two to three workouts. You know, you don't wanna be doing 10 to 20 sets per muscle group in one workout. Obviously that would be considered overtraining for sure. And a good workout session lasts between 30 to 90 minutes. You don't need two hours. 90 minutes is actually pretty long, I would say, like more between 30 and 60 minutes. Um, but I, you know, sometimes I find myself going to about 90 minutes on a leg day just because there's so much to do and there's so much rest to be taken, right? Because I don't know about you, but on leg day, I am physically passing away between each set. So I really need that time to rest and recover. Also, you should be working out at least three days a week to see results, but no more than six. You should take rest days preferably, but at least one rest day at the very minimum and make sure to eat enough for your goal. Even if your goal is fat loss, less is not always better, okay? There is a such thing as under eating, which can stall your progress immensely by tanking your metabolism and making it harder to lose fat in the long term, even when you're eating less. So for example, if you've been eating 1200 calories for a few years, it's likely that if you start to eat over 1200 calories, you're gonna gain weight. And that is, First of all, horrible because 1200 calories is literally how much I could eat in one singular meal. But second of all, it's going to be harder, especially as you get older, to even maintain that 1200 calories. So you might have to be eating 1000 calories, 800 calories just to see weight loss. And that is super, super unhealthy. Unfortunately, with older people mainly, or most of the time, I find that they have been doing this for a lot of their life. So if that is you, I highly recommend trying to reverse diet, which is going to take a long time to slowly build up your calories, you know, build it up to 1500, build it up to 1800, 
and you will gain weight during this process. Unfortunately, it's going to happen, but in the long run, you will be able to eat more and have that weight fall off. If you haven't figured it out by now, finding that perfect balance between working out, eating right, and resting plenty is key when it comes to getting good results long-term in your fitness journey. You're a human being after all and not a machine, so make sure you keep this in mind when it comes to setting realistic goals for yourself and expectations for yourself during your fitness journey. And before we end this episode, I want to put out an announcement. So obviously this is the Freshman Fitness Podcast. I have the Freshman Fitness blog. And as I mentioned in my first episode ever, I have the Freshman Fitness app and that just came out. I am super stoked that it's actually officially launched. Um, It's been doing great so far. I've gotten some good feedback and people are really loving it. It has full workout routines on there. It has body part specific workouts on there. It has an entire exercise library broken out by muscle group in the app, which is super helpful for the beginners has some recipes in there, it has a community in there. So it's kind of like a Facebook group where you just post a picture or a written post and then people can like it and comment on it. That's kind of my favorite aspect because people can build that community and support each other with their journeys. It also has all of the blog posts and podcast episodes in there. So tons of learning content. If you haven't checked out all the episodes, you can find all those in there. And new content is going to be uploaded regularly, so it will always stay fresh for your month-to-month workouts. If this all sounds good to you, head over to the App Store and download the Freshman Fitness app now. This podcast is also sponsored by Headlines Over Sidelines is a veteran-owned health and wellness publication that makes content to help people take their fitness journey to the next level. I collaborated on an article with them back in January to provide some tips for gym newbies for the new year, and I just collaborated with them on a new article that came out today called From Beginner to Pro, A Complete Fitness Guide, and it talks about my journey from gym newbie to NASM certified personal trainer. So go ahead and check that article out on headlinesoversidelines.com. And fun fact, I've actually been featured on the cover of their magazine for the month of Thank you so much for listening in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend and tag me on Instagram at emilyrobinson.fit so that I can personally thank you. You can also head over to my website, emilyrobinsonfitness.com to check out my beginner's ebook that goes over everything you need to know about mindset, working out, and nutrition to get started with your fitness journey and succeed. Until next time, signing off, Coach Emily.